Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20-Minute Books, we delve into The Immortality Key by Brian C. Murarescu. In this groundbreaking work, Murarescu presents a daring exploration into the enigmatic religious ceremonies of the ancient Greeks and their influence on early Christian rites. Over the course of 12 years, the author journeyed into the depths of history, language, and theology to craft a thesis that suggests psychedelic substances may have been at the heart of spiritual experiences long ago. As a lawyer based in Washington, D.C., and the founding executive director of Doctors for Cannabis Regulation, Murarescu brings a unique perspective. Fortified by his academic background in Latin, Greek, and Sanskrit from Brown University. The Immortality Key stands as his debut opus, blending rigorous scholarship with captivating narrative. This book beckons historians, classicists, as well as anyone transfixed by Christianity or the broader contours of spirituality. It is also a compelling read for the curious minds fascinated by the potential connection between psychedelic drugs and religious experience. Join us as we uncover the secrets locked within the immortality key and ponder the question, could the divine encounters of our ancestors have been fueled by altered states of consciousness? The Immortality Key, The Secret History of the Religion with No Name Introduction, Exploring the Divine Concoction at the Heart of Religious Rites Imagine standing within the hallowed halls of an ancient temple, partaking in a ritual that promises to bridge the mortal with the divine. For countless Christians, the Eucharist symbolizes the sacred act of drinking Christ's blood for spiritual sustenance. Yet, as author Brian Murarescu suggests, there might be more to this holy communion than meets the eye. Could the innocuous wine once harbor a secret potion capable of invoking divine encounters? Murarescu ponders an audacious notion that the Eucharist's predecessors were not mere symbols, but potent concoctions spiked with psychedelics. The early Christian's wine, perhaps imbibed with mind-altering substances, could have been the key to profound spiritual experiences that eluded Murarescu in the modern mundanity of church rituals. This hypothesis isn't plucked from thin air. It harks back to the mysteries of ancient Greece, where enigmatic elixirs might have fueled religious fervor. Consider the intellectual colossus Plato, who, among his peers, shared in these sacred festivities. Did the philosophical and spiritual insights of these Greek thinkers stem from psychedelic-soaked ceremonials? Before skepticism takes hold, bear in mind that Murarescu's line of inquiry stems from a place of scholarly rigor, not psychedelic indulgence. As a lawyer-turned-historical investigator, Murarescu approaches the topic with analytical detachment, seeking to unearth what secrets may lie buried in the texts and traditions of old. Through this narrative, while we won't dissect every piece of evidence Murarescu uncovers, we'll touch on the crux of his theories. Whether or not you're swayed by the end, the journey through the immortality key is sure to cast the interplay between drugs and religion in a new, perhaps even enlightening, light. Shall we embark on this journey together to unravel the mystical tapestry that connects the divine with the psychedelic? Let the exploration begin. Part 1. The Transcendent Potential of Psychedelics in Modern Lives 
Imagine stepping into the shoes of someone who's never felt the touch of the divine or heard the whisper of a higher power. Dinah was such an individual, a grandmother, a New Yorker, a firm atheist. Never had she envisioned an encounter with the divine until a marvel occurred, catapulting her into an ocean of love she likened to the embrace of a god. This profound moment was not the result of years of meditation or a sudden religious conversion, but rather the effect of a small dose of psilocybin, the psychedelic substance found in magic mushrooms. Dinah's participation in a John Hopkins University study aimed at understanding psilocybin's potential to alleviate anxiety and cancer. Remission patients opened doors to realms she had never imagined. The impact on Dinah was not an anomaly. Within the confines of the study, a staggering 70% of participants experienced profound shifts in consciousness, with many ranking their psilocybin encounter among the most significant events of their lives. These encounters are not merely fleeting moments. They promise a deep, transformative experience. The implications stretch far beyond the medical. As society grapples with a shifting spiritual landscape, with the fabric of traditional religion wearing thin for many, the allure of psychedelics as a conduit to spiritual discovery grows stronger. Could these substances offer the enlightenment that modern souls crave? Dinah's story is a testament to the spiritual awakening that lies on the other side of psychedelics. She emerged from her experience with a newfound sense of eternal interconnectedness and a transcendent view of existence itself. Such narratives compel us to ponder whether the path to a higher plane of understanding might come in the form of the God Pill, as one economist article provocatively suggested. Murarescu invites us to entertain the possibility that the future of spiritual fulfillment may very well hinge on the acceptance and use of substances like psilocybin. As the shift from organized religion to a broader, more personal spirituality gains momentum, with over a quarter of Americans identifying with the spiritual but not religious category, the stage seems set for a new form of reverence, one that blossoms through the psychedelic experience. Could this be the dawn of a new era, one where a single dose of a psychedelic has the power to open the floodgates of divine realization? The concept looms over the horizon, challenging our preconceived notions, beckoning us to explore the sacred potential lying within the chemistry of the mind. Part 2. Tracing the Roots of Psychedelic Enlightenment to Ancient Eleusis In the shadow of history, a tantalizing secret looms, the mystery of how the ancients achieved spiritual transcendence. Rewind to the era when the cradle of Western civilization, ancient Greece, was abuzz with whispers of profound rites. The heart of this spiritual exploration was in Eleusis, a sanctuary nestled near Athens, revered for its enigmatic Eleusinian mysteries. For over 2,000 years, this was where seekers gathered, plunged into rituals shrouded in absolute secrecy under the penalty of death for any who dared to reveal their sacred practices. Despite the clandestine nature of these rites, it is clear they held a life-altering significance for participants, who purportedly emerged with vivid visions and a newfound courage in the face of mortality. Plato himself, veiled in mystique, spoke of attaining a state so elevated it was nothing short of divine perfection. 
Within the ritualistic crux, an intriguing element appears. Kukion, an elixir shared among initiates during a night of vigil. The true composition of Kukion remains a hotly debated topic, but the scholars Robert Gordon Wasson, Albert Hoffman, and Carl A. P. Ruck proposed a bold hypothesis in their 1970s publication, The Road to Eleusis. They posited that this potion was infused with a potent psychedelic, catalyzing the transcendent visions experienced by the initiates. Although dismissed and even ridiculed by some contemporaries, accused of tainting the noble Greeks with the brush of hallucinogenic recreation, Wasson and his fellow authors may have been on to something profound. This is the very intrigue that captured the imagination of Brian Murarescu, leading him down a path to unearth what truths might be buried within the ancient sacraments. What would it mean if it were true? If psychedelics were indeed woven into the fabric of Greek ritual, its implications could be vast, challenging our modern narratives around drugs and suggesting that perhaps the very forebears of Western democracy and philosophy embraced these mind-altering substances. But let's not stop with the Greeks. The tendrils of this potential revelation extend into the origins of another major force in Western culture, Christianity. As the early Christians partook of their sacred wine in the Eucharist ritual, we are left pondering. What was the true nature of that holy beverage? Merely symbolic? Or was it a tantalizing echo of the psychedelic enlightenment from Eleusis? Unraveling this thread could redefine not only our historical perspective, but our contemporary views on spirituality and substance. Perhaps it's time we venture deeper into the past to understand the entheogenic influences that may have shaped the spiritual consciousness of civilizations. Part 3. The Quest for Psychoactive Sacraments in Ancient Rituals Embarking on an odyssey spanning over a decade, Brian Murarescu combed through the layers of time, engaging with experts and unearthing artifacts across the European continent. His quest even navigated the hallowed and enigmatic vaults of the Louvre and Vatican archives. Of particular intrigue was an overlooked site in Catalonia, Spain, Mas Castellar de Pontos, a vestige of Greek heritage. Among the remnants of this ancient settlement, archaeologists chanced upon statues resonating with religious significance and a cryptic underground chamber dedicated to sacred ceremonies hinting at connections to the enigmatic rites of Eleusis, these clues were just the beginning. In the temple's embrace, they uncovered both a human jawbone and a chalice, seemingly innocuous until scientific analysis divulged traces of a psychedelic agent, ergot. This hallucinogenic fungus nestled within the chalice painted a vivid tableau. The ancients partook in ceremonies animated by intoxicating elixirs. Murarescu's search then shifted to a question of viniculture. Did the ancient Greeks' veneration of the vine extend to imbuing their wines with psychedelic properties? Textual evidence alludes to ancient wines being more than just potent. They were transformative, transcending mere inebriation to offer otherworldly experiences. A Greek vase held in the Louvre furnishes a fragment of this mystery. A priestess, etched in its design is poised to mix an ambiguous herb or fungus into wine. 
While its exact nature evades us, the speculation it fuels cannot be easily silenced. Explicit affirmation comes from the pages of Dioscorides, a Greek physician whose encyclopedic knowledge of herbs included concoctions that blended wine with the infamous nightshades, botanic agents capable of inducing hallucinations. Black nightshade, as Dioscorides elucidates, was particularly favored for its ability to elicit not unpleasant visions when married with wine. Such revelations led Murarescu to a compelling conclusion. The Greeks did indeed practice the art of creating psychedelic wines integral to their religious communes. But to determine whether such potent traditions seeped into the roots of Christianity, to ascertain if the Eucharist of yore was steeped in psychedelic transcendence, that remained a labyrinthine puzzle waiting to be solved. Part 4. Unveiling the Mystic Brew of Early Christian Communion Picture the solemnity of the Eucharist, where bread and wine become sacred emblems of divine remembrance. Yet, within this ritual that has echoed through the centuries, author Brian Murarescu sensed a spectral hollowness. It led him to probe the earliest iterations of this Christian practice, entertaining the provocative notion that echoes of ancient hallucinogenic rites might be hidden within the sanctity of the Last Supper. Could it be that, where the modern Eucharist echoes symbolically, the initial ceremonies were alive with entheogenic potency? Perhaps the early Christians were heirs to a Greco-Roman tradition, where sacramental wine was not merely an emblem, but an experiential gateway. The fusion of pagan and Christian elements in the nascent years of the latter faith is unmistakable. Rituals and deities morphed and melded in the religious tapestry of Rome. Still, Murarescu sought a tangible thread linking the early Eucharist to the psychoactive practices of antiquity. No definitive proof has emerged, at least not within the grasp of current scholarship. Nonetheless, enigmatic signs flicker amidst the annals of early Christian art and archaeology. In the eternal city of Rome, beneath the towering grandeur of St. Peter's Basilica, Murarescu examined time-worn frescoes and mosaics in subterranean Christian tombs. Among the entwined Christian and pagan symbols, one stood out with striking recurrence. The vine, an emblem suffused with Dionysian significance, the deity of wine and ecstatic revelation. Such imagery is anything but trivial. It suggests a consonance not just with divine tales, but also with the deep, intoxicating essence of esoteric worship, one possibly steeped in hallucinatory experiences. A leap forward in this historical tapestry brought Murarescu to an ancient Roman remnant near Pompeii, the Villa Vesuvio. A discovery at this site sparked profound curiosity. A vessel mingling grape seeds with a cocktail of psychotropic flora and curious amphibian and reptilian remains. Though the purpose of this brew is veiled, whether for medicinal or ritualistic use, its very existence hints at the feasibility of a psychedelic-infused communion in the age of Jesus. Wine has long been a vessel for the divine a medium through which mortals may glimpse the eternal. In the cradle of Christianity, where sacred texts meet the fruit of the vine, could a brew of transformative vision lurk, potent enough to have inspired the foundations of a faith? Murarescu's findings, 
though not yet forming an unbroken chain, ingeniously weave together hints of an entheogenic Eucharist, laying the groundwork for further revelation in the search for the spiritual ecstasy of antiquity. Part 5. Embarking on a quest to reveal ancient truths and re-evaluate psychedelic taboos. As we stand at the precipice of discovery, Murarescu reassures us that the past may still yield its secrets. The potential of unearthing cups from early Christian rituals, now within the bounds of possibility thanks to advancements in technology, fuels his enduring quest. With archaeological precision and chemical analysis, the doors to ancient practices might be flung wide open to modern scrutiny. Yet, as tantalizing as the prospects are, a conservative hesitance looms over the implications such evidence might hold for Christianity. Should the hypothesized psychedelic roots of the Eucharist prove true, it would not only rewrite religious history, but also challenge the Church to reconcile its origins with its current doctrine. Naturally, the Vatican, with its labyrinthine archives and custodianship of catacombs, could be less than forthcoming. Secrets have long been safeguarded within those hallowed walls. Despite ecclesiastical reluctance, the broader significance remains undiminished. History whispers of our forebears' engagement with psychedelics for spiritual expansion, beckoning current generations to a candid reassessment. As the medicinal and transformative potential of psychedelics emerges from the scientific realm, questions of broader acceptance and integration into society arise with new urgency. Murarescu's call to action is clear. Envision a society unrestrained by draconian prohibitions, one that embraces the responsible use of psychedelics to explore consciousness. The prospect is not just theoretical. It is perhaps an echo of our cultural inheritance a resurrection of traditions lost to time. And consider the hypothetical milestone, the day when the psychedelic Eucharist is no longer a theory, but a substantiated fact. The reaction to such a revelation would reverberate through towers of belief and dogma. Murarescu and Karl Ruck, steadfast in their commitment to this truth, even humor the notion of a ceremonial reenactment in the company of the Holy See itself. In the catacombs beneath St. Peter's Basilica, where ancient whispers might mingle with the echoes of the present, they envisage sharing a chalice with Pope Francis, a libation that returns to the roots of Christian communion, to the very essence of a sacrament believed to have once united mortals with the divine in vivid visionary experience. As we pause on the threshold of potential discovery, the immortality key invites not just reflection but a daring journey to rediscover a hidden past and reconsider the spiritual truths and freedoms of our age. Final summary. The potential link between religious ecstasy and psychedelic substances is a debate steeped in millennia of mystery. While the Eucharist stands today as a symbolic gesture of faith, Brian Murarescu's investigation teases the possibility that the divine communion once offered a more palpable communion with the divine. Venturing through the annals of time, the enigmatic rituals of early Christianities tantalize with the prospect that a cup of transcendent wine might have mingled with the blood of Christ. The ancient world, from the enshrouded rites of Eleusis to the Dionysian celebrations of Greece, presents tantalizing evidence of 
entheogenic libations. As advancements in archaeological scrutiny and chemical analysis peel back the veils, the notion that early followers of Christ partook in hallucinogenic practices is not far fetched, it is an avenue ripe for exploration. Society's current stance on psychedelics is undergoing a seismic shift, bolstered by compelling research touting their beneficial effects. It's a rediscovery of ancient wisdom for a modern era seeking meaning beyond the traditional confines of religion. Perhaps the truest communion, the deepest awakening of spirit, may yet come from the resurgence of a psychedelic ethos, echoing the experiences of our ancestors. As Murarescu maps a future that embraces the sacred potential of psychedelics we are invited to ponder, might the spiritual revolution of tomorrow be a journey back to our very origins? It is time for society to consider a renaissance of the divine experience, one that honors the past and embraces the transformative power of these ancient substances. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then. Happy reading and happy listening.